Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God which engages us is just one verse of our gospel lesson read previously. Mark chapter 5, verse 36, where Jesus says, Do not fear, only believe. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, it seems so simple. It seems so easy. Jesus' words to Jairus are just two simple commands. Do not fear, only believe. But ever since the fall into sin by our first parents, we have been living with fear. In fact, fear was the first reaction that Adam and Eve had after they sinned, and they hid from God. In Genesis chapter 3, when God comes looking for Adam and Eve, Adam even says, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid. Fear of God, fear of things around us in this sin-filled world, it seems as though everyone is afraid of something, at least to one extent or another in life. A dictionary definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion that is caused by the belief that someone or something is a danger or a threat to us. Fear is a natural result of living in this world where there are dangers and threats all around us. And our fears, it seems, can change as we progress through life. We might start out as a child being afraid of the dark or of sleeping alone in the dark, but then our fears can transition as we get older to other things. Things like, I wonder if I ever will meet that someone special and get married, or I wonder if I ever will have children and raise a family. Or I wonder if I will even have a job by the end of this calendar year. Or I wonder how I'm going to pay those bills that just keep stacking up. Or I haven't been feeling just right lately. I I wonder if there's something wrong. Or I wonder how long I'm going to be able to take care of myself and stay on my own in my own home. And the list could go on and on and on. It seems as though everyone has a fear of something, and some of the scariest things in our lives are those things that are outside of our ability to control or change. Well, in our gospel lesson for today, Jesus encountered two people who were afraid. The first of those is a man named Jairus. He is described as a ruler, one of the rulers of the synagogue, meaning he was a lay person who was, with others, in charge of administering and leading the local synagogue. As a result, he would probably be a man of some significant stature in that town, and some suggest also a man of considerable wealth. But fear is no respecter of stature or wealth, And Jairus was afraid. 
He was afraid of something that was beyond his ability to control, something that was beyond his ability to fix or make right. It was his daughter. And Luke tells us that this was his only daughter who was near death. She was only 12 years old and had the rest of her life out there in front of her. And in Bible times, it would have been customary that within a couple of years, she likely would have married and begun having children and raising a family of her own. But now she was near death. And so Jairus, this man of stature and probably also of great wealth, comes and throws himself down at the feet of Jesus. An ultimate act of fear and despair as he pleads with Jesus to help his daughter. He asked Jesus to come and just lay his hands on his daughter so that she could be well once again. And Jesus agreed and goes on with Jairus. But on the way to Jairus' home, they encounter someone else who is also filled with fear. It's a woman who has been struggling with an unstoppable flow of blood from her body for 12 years. She has seen physician after physician. In fact, we're told in our text that she spent all the money she had on physicians to try and treat her, but her condition was no better. In fact, it was even worse. Not knowing what to do or to whom she should turn, She was filled with fear as well. But in the midst of her fear, she also had faith. She believed that if she could just touch the garment of Jesus, that she would be healed and made well. And she did. And she was. Now the story just could have progressed on from that point. Jesus could have just kept on walking but perhaps he wanted to let everyone in the crowd know what had just occurred. And so he stops and asks, who touched me? And at that point, the woman shrinks back into fear once again. You see, her flow of blood would have made her ceremonially unclean to the Jews. She would not have been able to worship in the synagogue or in the temple, and whoever she touched or came into contact with, would be considered unclean as well. And so when Jesus asked, who touched me? She, in fear and terror, falls down also at the feet of Jesus and explains what she had done, probably expecting a tongue lashing from Jesus for what she had done in touching him. But she couldn't make Jesus unclean. Jesus could only make her clean. She soon found out that she had nothing to fear from Jesus. He addresses her as daughter. Indeed, her faith in Jesus Christ now made her a child of God. And Jesus went on to say, Your faith has made you well. Rise and go on your way and be healed of your disease. That word for made well can also be translated saved. Your faith has saved you. 
Well, imagine what must have been going through Jairus' mind at this point. When he witnessed all of this, he must have been greatly encouraged, thinking, if Jesus can do this for this woman, he most certainly will be able to help my daughter back home. But that encouragement soon turned to despair. As messengers came and informed Jairus that his daughter had died. Don't bother the teacher anymore, they said. Jairus' worst fears were now realized. His only daughter, 12 years old, was now gone. Jesus overheard this discussion, and he issued two commands that we would do well to heed as well. Do not fear, only believe. In other words, let faith replace fear, Jairus, just as you saw in this woman. And that faith would be well-founded. Jesus arrives at the house of Jairus, and he is met with all the mourning that is taking place, all the weeping and the wailing, probably being done by professional mourners who were actually hired in Bible times to do just that. And Jesus enters the house taking only five people with him, Jairus, Jairus' wife, and the disciples Peter, James, and John. They come into the room where the dead body of the girl is there, and Jesus merely walks over, takes the hand of the girl, and says, Talithi kumi, which in Aramaic means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And she did. And she walked around, and the people were amazed at what happened. Do not fear, only believe. Believe in the one who simply spoke the command and calmed a violent storm on the Sea of Galilee, as we heard last weekend. Believe in the one who gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, cleansed lepers, and healed. Jairus's daughter, raised Jairus's daughter in our text and healed the woman in our text. Believe in the one who not only raised Jairus's daughter in our text, but the one who stopped a funeral procession in a town called Nain and raised a widow's son from death to life once again. Believe in the one who stood outside the tomb of Lazarus after he had been dead for four days and simply again issued the command, Lazarus, come forth, bringing Lazarus from death to life once again. Believe in the one who went to the cross for you, suffering and dying in your place, taking the punishment that should have been yours because of your sin and then rose once again on the third day. The one who made appearance after appearance after appearance for 40 days following his resurrection as proof positive that he had conquered sin, death, and the grave for you. Believe in the one who will return on the last day and raise your dead body to new life, eternal life with him, where there will be no more sin and no more fear. As was said by Jesus to the woman in our text, so can also be said to you, your faith 
given you as a gift from God, your faith has made you well. Your faith has saved you. Now, as Christians living in this world, are we still going to have worries and anxieties and fears? Unfortunately, so. And it may or may not be God's will to remove the source of that fear from your life. But know this, you do not face that fear alone. Look around. You have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brothers and sisters in Christ right here at St. Paul's to encourage you and to pray for you as well. And you have a gracious God who inspired Paul to write to the Philippians, be anxious in nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Or as Jesus told his own disciples, in this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world, we as Christians live with both fear and faith. But today, our Savior would ask us to leave one of those two behind. May he encourage us. May he equip us to do exactly what he asked Jairus to do. Do not fear, only believe. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding Guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.